morning. Whoa. I just want to say thank you all that made it this morning. It's amazing. Some of you came from far lands <laughs> to get here and zones that look like war zones. So, um, he's going to have my sound fixed in a minute. But it's amazing. So, thank you guys for persevering. Deb and I said if we didn't have power, we didn't care. We were coming out here today. We we're going to wear our biggest furry coats, two or three layers. And we were going to come out here and worship the Lord. Amen? Um, it was funny. We were sitting there like, if this goes on for days, we're coming to the, we're not canceling the Christmas Eve service. People come from far and wide, right, for that service, Tiffany? I mean, like, it's the place to be. And we're like, no, no, we're just going to tell people we won't have any electricity. There won't be any of these sparkly lights up here. Fine. Everybody will we'll send out, you know, we'll send out a message. Bring, your, bring a candle. Bring your coat. And we'll just fill this place with the light of Christ and the light of love. That's what's happening here this next Saturday. We're going to have that Christmas Eve service. I'm so excited. God willing, unless Jesus comes back before then. But um, uh, it is so good to see some of you. And some of you that we haven't seen for a while, I won't point you out like Lonnie just did. But I'll give you a break. But um, if, if you see somebody here that you haven't seen in a while, go give them hugs. I, they told me I could hug them, so I can't imagine they're going to turn you away. Okay, just so we get that down. Today's message is a thrill of hope. We just sang that phrase. In that song. This is a wonderful song that I love. It's one of my favorite ones. And wait till you see the version we're going to sing New Year's Eve. De or Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll do New Year's Eve too. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Um, Debbie and I always cry when that one goes on. So um, I'm just saying. I'm just bring your Kleenex. Okay. Listen. The thrill of hope. I know what you all were doing yesterday. You were hoping. All of you were hoping. I know what you were hoping for. You were hoping that power came back on. Amen? Ben, can you just give me a little more um, volume? Because I got a, I've got a throat issue yesterday. All that Christmas carol singing I was doing yesterday. No. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate it. So I don't have to labor too much. So, listen, I know what you were hoping. And did you, did you, you know, the Word of God says practice your spiritual senses. Every one of you kind of got that muscle of hope exercised in a big way. You were just hoping all hope. You were hoping, and you were hoping some more. And any little sound or anything that seemed like possible, like maybe, like, truck, you saw a power truck drive by, like, yeah, hope, they're in the neighborhood now, you know, like hope. And, and some of us coffee lovers, like I called uh, yesterday morning to check on a few people and how they were doing and so on and so forth. Didn't we all? We all tried to call everybody. And, of course, we had to tell them our woe story, you know, that it might have been bigger than anybody else's, right? Because it was big. It was big to us. It affected our lives. It interrupted your day. And how many times have I asked God, God, just interrupt my day. If, if you want to if you wanna speak to me, just feel free. And he did interrupt our days. 
And some people still don't have power, so it's not over just because some of you, some of you here might have gotten power. And remember, some of you were on town water, so you had water. I remember being out in the country, and when electricity goes out, you're on a well. There's no pump pumping that water into your house. Now you got to go out and get snow. You got to melt it. But you got, and if you have a wood stove, you're in luck. But if not, sitting on it makes it rapidly melt. But I mean, you know, it was way too cold. We're all freezing, right? I don't recommend it. I'm just saying. There's issues, and you guys found out, you, you, you kicked in from hope to survival skills. And I know, Christine, I talked to her yesterday morning. She told me that they found a spot that had electricity up by the VA hospital. It's the last to go. They had generated something. I don't know what was going on up there. A divine light, a holy light. I don't know what was happening, but a Dunkin' Donuts was open, and John had gone out and gotten her coffee. And I go, oh, oh, coffee. I, I knew Lonnie didn't want me out on the roads at all. He's out there buried in the snow working on these walkways. I mean, one of these walkways is like a normal person's driveway, guys, and you know how heavy that snow was because you were doing it yourselves. So, man, when the troops showed up and Jackie and Chris and Ben came, dun, 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 and then Sean showed up with a brand-new snowblower that has, like, tracks on it like a tank. And it just made you feel good when you saw that thing. It's like, we need a tank here. Yeah, we got to deal with this right now. No, no, none of that push-your-own stuff. This thing is propelled. This thing is pulling you along with it. It's getting the job done. We needed that, right? So that was like hope, hope. That was a little glimmer of hope. There was hope for the guys out there that were just really, whoa, there was so much to be done. Here, this building, our house, the building next door, I mean, it seemed endless. Hope. So I'm like, I'm getting dressed. Now, I, I, let me tell the story. You're getting a hat. You know that some of my kids call me drama queen. Okay, let me give it to you right now. So I'm like, okay, I birthed this idea. I think it's the Holy Ghost, okay? I'm going to get dressed. I'm putting on my warmest flannel shirt. I'm going to go down. I might sneak out on the porch. And while Lonnie's looking the other way, I'm going to jump in that car, and I'm going to drive to Duncan. <laughs> and I'm going to bring him jelly donuts so that'll cover anything if he's mad at me for taking off when he doesn't want me driving. You know, you know, girls, you know how we think, okay? So this is what's happening. But the next thing, I'm dressed and everything, and my phone's ringing. I run to get it. It's my friend, Christine. And she says, hey, I know you drink decaf, and you have to drink decaf, but what does Lonnie drink? And I go, oh, he's regular, man. Yeah, he's regular. And does he need some about now? So... She goes, well, I just happen to be in the Duncan line right now. And I'm not going to just buy you a cup of coffee each. I'm going to buy you each a gallon. <laughs> so you're going to get a gallon of tea kip, and he's going to get a gallon of regular. That is love. That is Jesus love. That's what I'm talking about. She did not have to do that. And she came out, and then Deb had stopped by after cleaning. You know, we had to... We have to dig to the chickens, guys. We have chickens here. 
we got a farm going on here. We got God's animals. They're out there. She's they're screaming because she's trying to get the snow off their roof to save their lives so it won't collapse. I mean, she's dug a trench. You know, she comes in, and we're all you know sharing our stories, our hope stories. I can't tell you. I had this word picked out like a week ago or more, and every time the word hope. When somebody was saying, I hope this, I hope that, I hope this, I hope that, I hope I can do this, I hope that, I hope so-and-so gets that. It was hope, 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 hope. So you've exercised that muscle. We, and we had coffee, oh, and I said, hey, and get some jelly donuts, for Lonnie, if they have any left, she says, well, I'm about nine deep. When she showed up, she go, she came in with a little bag, she says, and big gallons of coffee, and I immediately wrapped them in towels to keep them form, warm, and they go, oh, that's a good idea. I said, the British do it all the time. They have tea cozies to keep the pots hot. That happened when there was no electricity in Britain for millennium. So anyway, she comes in and she goes, they only had one jelly donut left. And so it was so adorable. Uh, and she got the last one, and she brought that too. So thank you again, Christine. That meant the world. Uh, yeah, that meant the world to us. So uh, thank you so much, my dear friends and all of you who were praying, and we, didn't, we might not have talked or we might not have seen each other, but... We were doing a big prayer campaign for everybody, every minute that we were working or doing something else. So I just want to tell you, I love that song, Oh Holy Night. It didn't feel holy the night we lost our power. But, you know, I got to thinking about this word, and I was thinking, it's a lot like that night. There was no electricity going on, lighting up the area lighting up the area. I want to read those words that you just, some of them, that you just sang. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Do you know what pining means? It means like, pining, like hoping, like hoping for deliverance, hoping for the promise and the prophet's words of Christ to come. Like the, the world's filled with sin, error, and they're pining. They're hoping like we have been doing in the past 24 plus hours. Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. We're talking about Jesus Christ, the living Son of God. But you can relate to this because when that light went on yesterday, when that power kicked in, if it happened at your house, the soul, your soul felt its worth. I was thinking yesterday, 
Oh God, that we could feel that in our souls, the worth of that moment, that night. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. You should be singing with me and not make me do this because my throat has issues today. For yonder breaks a new glorious morn. Fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel voices. Oh, night divine. Oh, night when Christ was born. Oh, night divine. Oh, night divine. So, I've already told you I love that song. That song has been performed by so many, you, you hear it if you're listening to Cruiser Me. I mean, it goes back to when I was just a really tiny kid and my parents would play Nat King Cole and Mahalia Jackson. Rod Stewart does a version I love. Come on. Okay. Dolly Parton. The people that we know and love, who hasn't sung this song? I'm like, I'll sing it. I'll sing it with you. I love that song. Josh Groban sings that song. You're going to hear him singing next Saturday night. This carol, this song, was inspired by the story of the shepherds in the field that night. Luke 2.8 says, there were shepherds in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. There was no power. Then the song declares, oh hear the angel voices. And Luke 2.13 and 14 says, suddenly there was, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. That caught my attention. This song is inspired by the shepherds and the angels in the field. But then there was that phrase, a thrill of hope. And that's why I decided to call this word the thrill of hope. And it means a lot to us for what we've all just been through. The more I thought about it, the more I realized that the songwriter got the song right on. Hope is a message of this story. And if you take Christ out of Christmas, what have you got? If you take Christ out of Christmas, you've pretty much taken all the hope out of it. They were hoping for the promises to be fulfilled. As we were hoping for Green Mountain Power and anybody else in the neighborhood, we didn't care who it was. If you can climb that foot pole... We'll bring hot chocolate. Well, it might be cold chocolate, but we'll do our best. We'll keep it in a thermos next to our bodies. At least it would be lukewarm, okay? 
just get the power on. Okay, so this is the message today. The world without Jesus is a world filled with sin and error, just like the song says. A world that can be harsh and lonely. A world without hope. What did the baby Jesus bring to the world that it never had before? Does anybody, have you pondered that? What did he bring that the world had never had before? What is it about this birth of Jesus that brought hope into our lives? This baby was a gift from God. Jesus wasn't some mere mortal man like Muhammad or Buddha. Uh, he wasn't a mortal. He was the son of God. He is God in flesh. And he came to dwell among us. He was born in Bethlehem. God planned the whole thing out, every little detail. He got Caesar Augustus to bring him over there to Bethlehem. I mean, he had everybody, all the actors and the players, they were just doing it. They were doing what God wanted. Years ago, there was, um, I read the story in one of my books, there was a teacher, and this is years ago because they don't do this in our public schools anymore. The teacher was busy. They were setting up a little manger in a barn scene. They had the figurines of Joseph and Mary. And they had a little crib down here in front, and they had a little doll in there, and it was supposed to represent Jesus. And they had some hay that they'd sprinkled around and everything. But there's this one kid. He just kept coming back, and he kept looking, and he just kept going away. And then he'd come back, and he'd look, and he'd stare again. And this happened over and over. And so his teacher said, Johnny, like, is there something is there something wrong? Is there something I can help you with? Or you're looking, you just keep looking. And so he tells his teacher, he goes, well, and he's looking again. He's going, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Where's God in all of this? It's pretty much like that scene that we have when you walked in the door. Did you like, do you like that 3D scene of Joseph, Mary, and everything? You can take a look at it. There's the manger just in front. They're going to set the baby down. But this little boy said, I'd like to know where God is in all of this. He was confused because all he saw was a barn and a bunch of working-class shepherds a humble man and woman. And they're all looking down on a baby that's laying in a feeding trough. <laughs> and he's asking himself, where is God in all of this? But the shepherds saw it. The shepherds saw it. And we're told suddenly was an angel, was there an angel and a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is well pleased. Those angels filled the sky. We got to see some of this land and we got to go in a cave that they called the shepherd's caves when we went to Israel. 
we literally, the group, our tour group got to count, go. It was a, just before Christmas. It was the first week of December of, in 2017. And we went we went into the shepherd's cave. We sat outside. We saw that a manger isn't wood in Israel. They're out of stone because wood is hard to come by. There aren't a lot of trees there. It's desert. They think that one of three caves in that region was the cave that Jesus was born in. But we got to have that experience. And we got to look at the sky. We got to see the fields. And we got to use our imaginations, and we went in that cave, and we sang Christmas carols. God told Joseph to name him Jesus, Emmanuel, our God is with us. Emmanuel means our God is with us, and he was with us yesterday. And the day before, and he was with you through, the, through, through this recent storm. And he's still with people who are still going through it and don't have power and are suffering today. God didn't make a statement. God made a promise. God made a promise. For, for, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, a savior, a savior. He came to save you from your sins. And I've had, i got a long list. I've been around a while. It's long. But he saved me. And if I sinned yesterday, I just go to him, I... I'm like, I, what was I thinking? Like the other night I was getting cranky. And I, and I was getting cranky with Lonnie. And he wasn't paying attention to me and I needed attention. <laughs> I'm like, I'm cooking him dinner. I'm like, do you want a salad or not? We've got nothing in the fridge, but I've got some of these grated carrots and a head of Iceberg lettuce, that isn't what I call a salad, okay? No. But I go, I'm, I'm going to fix this up. It, it, it will go with this. All we had was this pot pie. But he's not saying a word. So I'm just talking out loud to myself about it. And then he hears me. And then he's like, you know, hey, what do you want me to do? Like, I, I heard you say that. I'm, what do you think I'm doing? I'm over here looking at this thing that we got at the party from a, um, what are those things called? Uh, yeah, but what do they call it? It's a Bible, a, a, a present, a Yankee swap. Wow, we really came home with a big haul. We came home with a Panera oatmeal cookie with raisins that Lonnie loves. And we came home with this thing that was some kind of a microscope. It was about this big, and it looked like you were supposed to put it on your phone. And I'm like, what are we supposed to be looking at with this? Can you find this out? I said that like an hour before, but he hadn't had time to do it till just then. And I was getting cranky. He's like, look, look you asked me to do this. This is what I'm doing. Well, how can I see what you're doing? You just have a, your phone in your hand. Well, I'm trying to get a tutorial on how to use this thing or what I'm going to do with it. Are you getting it? 
you know how it starts. And he's like, you know, you've got an issue. And I'm going, no, you are the one with the issue. You're ignoring me. <laughs> right? Does this sound familiar, anybody? It didn't last long. It didn't last long. I proceeded to make the strange salad <laughs> with two ingredients. I said, I've got some croutons. We could throw that on top of there. But here, here's your favorite dressing. Anyway, we're laughing about it because this is us. But God said, I'm sending Emmanuel, God with us, right where we are. Let me tell you something. Who did God, did the angels appear to? Who got the first invitation to go see the baby Jesus? This is what I'm talking about. It wasn't Caesar Augustus. You know, he, he was an important person. He should have been there. You know, I mean, important people. This is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the son of God. Just born. It wasn't the religious leaders. No. It wasn't the uh, rich businessman. He showed up and sent the heavenly host to a field with a bunch of shepherds that are common laborers. They're out there in the field night and day. They're hanging with the sheep. I mean, hey, it's not too exciting out there. And on top of that, there's no shower. Come on. There's no electricity what you just experienced. In fact, there's no running water. They kind of got to carry that around and look for that. And those sheep smell. And so hanging around the sheep, they smell like sheep. It's said that sheep have a peculiar odor. They had a peculiar smell. And who did God send the angels to? Common people like you and me that are hoping, like, for the word to come to pass. Amen. I got to get uh, past here because I'm going way past my notes. Okay, here we are. Whoa. So the shepherds are people that you wouldn't be inviting to your birthday party because they smell. But here God invited them and said, go into Bethlehem and you'll find the star and you'll find a cave and you're going to find a mama and a daddy and the cattle are going to be lowing. There might be some chickens around. I hope so. We've got chickens out on our picture. You've got to take a look out there, a little closer look than just coming in. That's who God sent him to. He sent, he sent the you and me's. God is with us. God is with you. I don't care what you've done. I don't, I, it, he doesn't care. Because he's come to save us from our sins. Amen? It doesn't matter who you are. What you have. Where you've been. 
what you've done, God can and will accept you and love you and show you his blessings. He will. He came to save us. He came to deliver us. He came to set us free. And that night, that night was so amazing. I know we were in Bethlehem when we went. I'm going to close with this. We went to Bethlehem, which is sort of under the rule and authority of the Palestinian Authority. So it's precarious when the Christians come into town. But they were lighting the Christmas tree that night. We'd been unable to get to the Church of the Nativity because it was packed. And our guide said, we may not ever get to do that while you guys are here. And I said, oh, Abraham, don't worry about it. God's going to make a way. In fact, I'm really sensing we're going to find an open window of time somehow where nobody's going to even be there and God's going to scoot us in somehow. And he's like, mm, 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 yeah, yeah, mm. Okay, the thrill of hope. I was in Israel at Christmas time. I know that Jesus was born earlier in, in September, but do you? Uh, but the world is celebrating it right then and there. We even had a newspaper guy. Somebody told us, you, you're going to meet dignitaries. You're going to see important people. You're going to see presidents. I'm like, what? Uh, yeah. Okay, thank you for that word. We got there, and we were 20 feet away. We wound up. It's a long story. Somebody tried to steal a table. It was so packed. We got there late. And I squeezed my way through to this restaurant, and I saw that it's like 40 feet from the tree, the giant tree that's going to light up. There's guards and everything over here because the, cause the who, who was? It was the prime minister was there, all these dignitaries. And I'm like, uh, Abraham's like, this isn't happening. We have no place. We're going to have to stand here for hours. It takes forever. I go, I've got a plan. It's off our agenda, but Lonnie and I are going to buy food for everybody. And I'm going to get us a table in this restaurant. And this table had, this restaurant had tables kind of open air. There was just little plants that divided us from everything. We could see right out there. We could smell it, everything. And then somebody tried to get the table. She was a local. We came back. I squeezed my way. Tell everybody to get in here. We've got to get in here and get at this table right now before other people see what we're doing. We got a table for 12. There were 12 of us, plus our guide. Plus our guide. I said, somebody find Abraham. I'm, I'm not moving from here. So I turned around. I went back, and another woman was there, and she's talking in Hebrew, and she's telling us that that's the her table. But I've been in the Middle East. We've ministered there. you got to fight for your right. It's what they do. It's not really being rude. I'm like, no, no, this is my table, so just move away. Move away, move away. But she was standing her ground. No, she was pushing. No, I'm not. No, no. And she was getting into an attitude. I was just being strength because I thought, 
there's no way we're not getting a table in this place, okay? So finally, the guy that owned the place, he's just like, he came and he talked to me, one moment, one moment, one moment. I get you a better table. And God got us even, even closer table right to the corner that did all of us. And they're like, well, this isn't our agenda. We didn't really have funds to buy food. I go, Lonnie and I are buying. We're going to have appetizers. We can take a long time to eat appetizers. And so everybody gets some drinks and stuff, and we're going to have, you know, I'm going to tell them just chill. We're taking our time. And we did. And right after we left, there was no one at the church of the nativity. No one. I said, they're open. Abraham, look, let's all walk over there. Nonchalant, be chill, be chill. Just walk over, you know, not like a group, just like, like, get over there. And we went, and we got into the church. He says, I can't believe this, Kathy. Being with you and Lonnie is quite different for me. <laughs> We've done some really things I never thought we could accomplish at all this time of year. And we got to do it all. And when you get there, this is what I want to tell you about Jesus. There's a cave inside. They built a big church around it. They say this is the cave that Jesus was born in. And you go in and you can see all this fancy stuff and beautiful silver lights everywhere. But when you make your way to where this cave is, you have to go down steps. And not only do you have to go down steps to get to it, you have the door is like this tall. So you've gone down steps, and there's barely room to kind of do this. And then I'm like, somebody just keep me from falling forward. <laughs> and then you, you go on in. You have to bow. You practically have to fall on your knees to get into this little space. And only so many people can be in there. And on the floor, the, oh, they have it all fancy. It's, I'm like, where's the cave? They've got velvet things hanging all in the front, silver lights and candles. And in the floor is a sterling silver star that is meant to mark the spot of this event. I saw those things. I'm like, I came to see a cave. I'm going to touch the cave. I saw where they were overlapping a velvet drape, and I got down there in the corner, and I reached my arm in there until I felt the stone. I got to touch the cave. And if this is the one, it may not make, what do they know? I'm just saying, I was hoping to do that. And there was a thrill of hope when it was realized, and we all got in there. And then we went through the village. I want to tell you now to come to Christ. You don't want to just know about him. Please hear me. He wasn't there. He's everywhere now. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not sure it brought me any closer to him, but I got to see where he walked and what he did. I want you to know him personally.
as your savior, as your deliverer, as the one who sets you free. Did you know that the word of God says he takes our sins when we ask him to forgive us for the millionth time, hoping we won't do it again, right? Right? I was like, Lonnie, I'm sorry. I was, I was wrong. I was cranky and naughty. Will you forgive me? And he goes, yes, I will. <laughs> Do you follow what I'm saying? That's what we just, we, we interacted that night when we were having a tiff. A stupid woman, really stupid. They usually are, a lot of them. Some can be serious, but. I'm just saying, it's that easy. And then the word of God says, he takes our sins and he puts them in the sea of forgetfulness. We look at animated stories, you know, or or these uh, fantasy stories. We look at uh, Elf, you know, the curly, twirly gumdrop lake that's in that story but this is a real place in God it's called the sea of forgetfulness and he takes our sins and he puts them there and he doesn't remember them anymore he's not a man like we are that keep jacking that stuff up but as we continue to know him as we continue to walk with him as he becomes my your best friend, your Lord, your Savior, your Redeemer. This is what he does every second of every day. And the Lord, as I was preparing this, he said, I am your thrill of hope. And I tell you that today. Jesus is your thrill of hope. So I ask you to receive him. If you've already received him in your life, I do it again because I screw up and I, and you know, we can be distracted. We were all distracted yesterday with a snowstorm. God help us. Jesus help us. Wes, we were crying out, right? Someone's felt worthy. Oh, but see, remember, you didn't have to be worthy. The, the shepherds weren't worthy. Neither were the boys in Galilee, the disciples that Jesus picked. They were stinky fishermen, and they cussed a lot, and they did a lot of stuff, just like fishermen do today. He's no respecter of persons, and he came to die for all of mankind, the special ones, the celebrities, etc. I'm done. I ask God to seal this word. I hope when you're thinking, I hope, I hope, I hope, Hope is a big word. It's in, it's in uh, capitals now, in all my tests. I hope you're doing well. It's reminding me of our hope, and that's Jesus. So that is my word to you, and I hope you can hope in him for anything that's going on in your lives right now. I know there's a lot of people here today where a lot is going on, some serious personal things, and I'm praying and I'm hoping for you. And I want to tell everybody out there that
that's watching this live stream, whatever nation you're from, whatever's going on today. We're hoping with you, man. We're hoping with you. Because we're hoping in the one. We're hoping in the one. Hope births peace. Hope is pregnant with peace. And if you can hope in him, it will truly, truly bring peace that you're all desperate for, that we're all desperate for, including myself. I love you all dearly. We love you out there. We're blessing you. We pray that we may not see you again. Uh, we will be streaming. I just want to tell all of you, we will be streaming, uh, God willing, if there's electricity. Uh, Christmas Eve from 6 to 7, East Coast time. You can stop in, say hi, talk to us on Facebook. If we get taken down, try YouTube. We, we live stream there too, and we don't have as many issues so as we've been having with Facebook. So anyway, tune in any way that you want, but we just can't wait to be with you again on Christmas Eve.